where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Our prayer shawls this morning also get an extra blessing with music and with the lighthearted spirit that comes with Dixieland. Even, I'm guessing you've already noticed that even when the words themselves can be kind of dour, uh, it's still something to sort of snap your fingers and tap your toe to. And it's, it's a nice way into a, a modest prayer of confession of sorts or a time of remembering um, you know, where we are on this life journey and where that journey takes us. When it comes to the journey of faith, I don't often spend a lot of time thinking about the church calendar and the seasons of faith, but they're a reality that um, is apparent to many of you, I'm sure. Like maybe when I think about the um, seasons of the church, maybe you think about Advent or Christmas, right? Or what's coming up next is... Lent and then Easter and what we're coming to an end of now is the epiphany season if you were here several weeks ago uh, you were invited to take a star uh, and to consider epiphany which is basically something or someone revealed in a new light and in that first epiphany story that we heard Uh, It began with the wise ones who noticed the star in the sky and they inquired about it and then they followed the star until it stopped and then they went and they saw the Holy Family and they gazed upon the baby Jesus. That's, That's the story that we're told. And that's usually about as far as I go in my thinking about Epiphany. But this week is the story of the Transfiguration. It's very common that this is the reading right before Lent begins and it's Uh, customary to have jazz music and Dixieland music. You know, this is like the last hurrah before we get into Lent and, you know, we have to rip our clothes and put ashes on ourselves and um, really go into a season of introspection. So this is fun, so enjoy this. Um, It's really really not going to be that bad. Lent is not going to be that bad, but but do do enjoy this. Um, But we end with this reading of Jesus on a mountaintop with his friends and he's in conversation with Moses and Elijah and when I read that it occurred to me that this really is an epiphany story and I'll say more about that later but maybe just with that introduction uh, you might hear this story a little bit differently this morning or if you're hearing it for the first time um, enjoy it This is from Matthew's Gospel, 17th chapter. After all this teaching and healing and calling of disciples that Jesus did, we hear this story. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. 
Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, right here. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and don't be afraid. Get up and don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. That's quite a colleague group, isn't it? Moses, probably best known for his long-term, long-standing, albeit very reluctant leadership. He was the one who led the exodus or the departure from Egypt, the departure from bondage to the promised land, the journey of freedom, if you will. Moses also saw God face-to-face on a mountain. Moses is one of the first transfiguration stories in the Bible up on Sinai where the burning bush was, where the receiving of the Ten Commandments is said to have taken place. There was a dark cloud that covered it. No one down below could see what was happening. And when Moses came down, it was said that his face radiated and it scared all the people down. They're like, whoa, what happened up there? And not just Moses, but the burning bush was transfigured as well, right? A flame but not consumed. Something really changed up there. Elijah also experienced God on a mountain. This is, this is easy stuff for Colorado people, right? <laughs> we don't have to use our imaginations here. We know what this is like. And when Elijah was on that mountain, first it was the wind, but God wasn't in the wind, and then it was the earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake, and then it was the fire, But no, God wasn't in the fire. See, God uses different revelations for different people. And that's one of the expansive beauties of Scripture and of our relationship with God. So for Moses, it was the burning bush. For Elijah, no, it was the sound of silence. It was the sheer silence. Silence where the love and presence of God surround you. Mm, It's delicious. It's like a prayer shawl. When these prayer shawls come into your life, it usually is an indication of something challenging or a great celebration. But more times than not, it's a challenging season. And the enveloping of a prayer shawl reminds you that you are enveloped in the love and care and prayer of this community and of the person who knit it. It's a beautiful gesture. And if you can hold on to that silence for just a moment, I suspect that's what it was like for Elijah. Both of these leaders spent a lot of time reminding people not to worship idols and not to fall prey to false teachings 
And there they were on the mountain talking to Jesus. I'm sure they had plenty to share. Who's in your group? Who's the group that you share with? Who's the group that perhaps is best able to listen to you and where you are and on your journey and the challenging challenges that you're facing as a person of faith? Who are the people in your life that have experienced God that you can tell because it has changed their countenance? It has changed them somehow. People who have experienced the expansive love of God are changed. You're never the same after that. It doesn't mean your life is easy after that, but you're never the same after that. You can try as hard as you might to deny that experience, but my gosh, that would take a tremendous effort. Tremendous effort. It would probably take all of your effort. And why would you want to deny it? One of the important questions that the Transfiguration poses, and this was a new question for me because I read it differently this year, and it just seemed to make sense that the question for us is, when did Jesus become more than a character in a story for you? Right? Because that's what happened on top of that mountain. Jesus' friends, his students, his disciples... They'd been listening to him all the time. He had a lot more to say after that experience. But they went up there and they saw him differently. So has Jesus ever jumped off the page and become real for you? The voice that drove his friends to the ground said, listen to him. Now, I know that we've talked about this before. Sometimes the voice we hear from those clouds can sound angry and be pointing in a judgmental way, like, listen to him. I don't think that's it. Nope. I think it's more like when you're in the presence of someone, you're like, whoa. Spirit to spirit, listen. Listen to what they're saying. Have you been in the presence of someone before when they're sharing something really important with you? And even, um, you know, through the discipline of prayer and a life of faith, you're still thinking about what you might say. But suddenly that little voice of what might I say or what should I say or what can I say or, oh my gosh, I can't believe what they're saying, shuts off. And you have that moment of, Listen to him. And there's a connection in that moment. There's an encounter in that moment that changes everybody. There's a lot of research that's been written about uh, how powerful being heard can be for people, especially in a journey of recovery. And I'm going to use that term as broadly as possible. All kinds of recovery, including recovery from religious communities. Is there a time and a place or a progression of life moments that have led you to come to know Jesus as a person? As a person of God? 
to know the ways and teachings of Jesus as salvific? The presence of the Spirit to name and claim you as a beloved child or as an adult of God? Have these stories claimed you? Do they touch you spirit to spirit? Do they bring you healing and wholeness? Or are they covered with a lot of baggage? And I don't use the term baggage lightly, actually. Um, And no pun intended on that. But there's a lot of harm that's been done in the name of Jesus and through religious communities. And so I can see why people are a little shy about saying who Jesus might be for them or embracing an experience of faith or of God and sort of denying it. Like, "Mm -mm, that wasn't real. Uh, Unfortunately, most of the religious damage has been in the name of you're not being worthy which is one of those things where I want to be in the cloud and I want to point and I want to be judgmental and say that is not true. Do not listen to that. Listen to the teachings of Jesus that say you are worthy and you are worthy and you are my beloved and you are my beloved and you are worthy and I love you. Listen to him. And so we listen maybe through the stories. Maybe we imagine them and and we observe and notice or we talk with or walk with, just a closer walk with thee or we hike with or sing and sway with. This morning is also a chance to see music a little bit differently because music is a primary component of this service. The music could be the message, and maybe it will be for you today. Our first hymn, Just a Closer Walk with Thee, expands the teaching from the letter of James. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. It really only requires intention. You just sang that intention beautifully. The slow version and the quick version. So you can go at your own tempo. Jesus on the main line is going to be next. And this main line concept is something that um, our elder members will understand best. But here's how it goes. It's the, the main line is the central phone number for reaching an operator. See, those are the people who know it, yeah. (laughs) If I get it wrong, just let me know. And that main line can connect you to any other line in the area. You just have to let the operator know who you're trying to reach. So it's a good question, right? Who do you want to talk to? And I know it's common for folks to speak with loved ones who have died and passed from this life to the next. This is your song. Because you can do that. 
And it's been shared in the Jewish tradition that Elijah comes back frequently. There's always a space at the table for Elijah at Passover seders and at other Jewish rituals. Why not your loved one? And why not Jesus? I hope you're curious about Jesus and want to get to know him a little bit because we sure do talk about him a lot. And maybe you can even ask your loved one. You know, if you don't want to go directly, just inch toward it. Ask your loved one, hey, what's up with that? The choir is going to invite us to call him up and tell him what you want. And maybe you will today. Maybe you will. And then we're going to end with when the saints go marching in, which is important to remember this as a processional song away from the cemetery, not to the cemetery, away from the cemetery. It's a procession into life. You want to be in that number when the saints come marching in because that's when we're all going to be together. That's a unitive moment when you can feel the communion of saints there with you saying to the living, continue living. We've got your loved one. You keep living. And if you need to, you can call them up. But we've got them for you. And we're with you. And so you keep living. I think we should pause for a moment and get into this music a little bit more. And then we're going to go into a a prayer partner experience. Um, We'll leave it at that. So let's, let's call them up. Friends, you are beloved children of God. You each are beloved children of God. So leave this place ready to let your light shine. And because I know that it is hard to be a person of light when things feel despairing, Go remembering the gift that Jesus gave to his disciples as he prepared this for the same task, saying to them, Peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. Therefore, be not afraid. Go in peace. 